Hey, 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 Stay connected. GV Hot 97. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I just want to give them all the praise. I just want to give them all the praise. Tune in, tune in. Crank this this phone and he's at it again. Here you go, let's go. Coming from the first phone, GV Hot 97. Sit back. Will be safer with him behind bars. And you are? His twin sisters. One's a doctor and one's a drug pushing criminal. Oh, I wasn't even ready. For what? For all of that. What do we have? 12 year old girl found beat. And whoever did this to her needs to be gutted with a dull knife. He was part of that sex trafficking ring that's going down right in our neighborhood. I'm in this with you. You boss up. This whole other dark side to you. I've killed two men in a 24-hour period. I'm from the same hood as him. He's not letting you walk away that easily. Doctors just don't go around killing you. Crazy ones do. I know evil when I see it. This is Greg Tishner. The Bishop on GB Hot 97, and my co-host is the Lioness. What's up, girl? Oh, we It's getting hot over here. It's getting hot. It is so hot in here right now, Bishop. Yes, we have Howard Gibson from them Gibson Films on yeah. here today. What's going on, man? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Glory to Boy. God. Glad to have you here, brother. Yes, sir. Did, so, did uh, somebody man. say double cross? I'm just, cross. did somebody say double cross? Yeah, right. double cross, double cross, man. Uh, Them Gibson films. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I guess you all like the show. I hope so, right? <laughs> well, hey, I, listen, I, I watched the first season, the first yeah. episode, and I got sucked in. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm all in, man, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about sex trafficking in the hood, who thought of that concept, man? You know what, man? You know, it kind of came to us to come up with an idea that we can tackle topics that we know that exist uh, in our communities and we have little to no power in it. I mean, like, you know, it's been so, you know, we all get Amber Alert, you know, messages all the time in all of these mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see it and then we'll swipe over and continue our lives. And at that moment, at that moment, there's a child that's abducted 
And there's a whole life, you know, that, that gets destroyed or gets taken away in a family that's destroyed behind it. And that happens so often that it's just literally an alarm and a swipe over and we're devastated. And it, and it happens in the inner cities, in the communities where there's no power, there's no voice, there's no media, there's no infrastructure, there's nothing. We decide to tackle that subject. My sister and I, Crystal Gibson, she's 14 months older than that. And we came up in the inner cities of Washington, D.C. and remember some of our friends that we love so much coming up and then they vanished, you know, and had that. And those kind of things affect a lot of people. And I kind of grew up in church where kids were come up missing and, you know, later they're dead. And what happened? And I had so many friends just kind of grabbed off the streets and coming back missing. And it just is something that kind of sat on us. And it was something that Crystal really, you know, we, we talked about it. And little did I know she would come back to come up with Erica and, and Eric Cross, which is kind of alter egos of us in, in such a way in our alter universe and came up in this way, you know, and then we knew we were going to tackle a really, really important subject matter. So we had to be creative and then we had to grab you. And so that's the reason for episode one to kind of tie you into a greater story and a deeper story uh, that we hope you can sit back and enjoy and, uh, and, and go along the ride because you never know what happens, you know? <laughs> and you talk about a ride. On the first episode when she was sitting outside the bathroom door, yes. I kept saying, girl, what is you going to do? What are you about to do just to see the way it kicked off? Yeah. Hey, look here. That was that was a masterpiece in itself. Yes. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, let me tell you, a portion of that story uh, and that moment comes from a real place of coming up and, and hearing things along the way. Again, coming out of church, you know, my parents are pastors and we went from, you know, 30 members to thousands of members. And I, I just remember just meeting so many different stories and people going through so much. And, you know, what can I say? You know, and, and, and it was a portion of that. And then Crystal put the Wonder Twin Magic on it and was like, what would a woman do? And she was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Somebody might snap. I mean, like, mm -hmm. what, can, what can you say? Like, and she snapped. It started off like, boom, we coming through the door. I love it. I right, love right. it. Right, It makes you want to keep watching it. Coming from the hood, sex trafficking, it's a huge deal. And it's going on all around the world. And no one sheds light, light on it. And for you guys to do it in this film right here, in this series, it's phenomenal. You, you know, know it resonated well. It resonated very well. Last year, season one, we released April of 2020. It was about a month into, into COVID. Everybody was still fresh at home. We, you know, we were in the fever pitch of just being entertained and what's going on. Everybody was watching television just for information about COVID, you know. And, and, this, and episode one hit them. And it shocked everybody. And wow. it took to the point where Crystal and I, we were looking. And then, you know, we had UMC put out, at that time, Urban Movie Channel, had put out a, uh, a clip, you know, of, of the episode one. And probably like in the first 20 minutes, it was like 100,000. First Wait. 20 minutes. Wow. And I said, well, I don't know. My, my sister called me and said, Howard, that's really unusual. I think something's going on. And so 
I'm blase and I'm like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, 100,000, that was pretty good. But I don't know because the network is power and, you know, they already have a big yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six hours later, we're like, we're over a million. We're like, okay, all right. And so, and so by the next following day, we were well over two. And then after that, every, every single day, uh, another million, million, million. And by the finale, we were well over 20, 20 million streamed in. And it was, it was something to see. That's history. Yeah, it, it was. In fact, um, UMC, uh, the mainstream Hollywood caught wind of what even UMC was. They didn't even know what Urban Movie Channel was. And so Hollywood Reporter, the, you know, Deadline, um, The Variety, everybody, People Magazine, people reached out like, what network is this and where is this coming from? They went after uh, the show for the first week and UMC kept crashing. I don't talk uh, too much about that. You know, I don't want to boast anything, but God is just good. He's awesome. But, hey, come you know, on now. You know, but it crashed and it would crash every single day. And they were like for the first, that first 24 hours was ridiculous. It was like crashing and, and then people were jumping on the Roku and Amazon Prime and Apple and other, you know, installations. At the end of the finale, we found that we hit number one three times across all social media. Amen. Wow. All streaming. And we were like, whoa, you know, and, and God is, is a blessing. In the midst of COVID, you know, there were a lot of people able to see this message, pull people in and, and give a voice, give a really strong voice and give an open dialogue to human trafficking at the fever pitch of the human trafficking news coming out in a big way during that time. Right. Uh, well, as, as well as uh, George Floyd's situation and, and, mm-hmm. and that happened right. and, pre- and police brutality. And, you know, we also decided that, you know, uh, Dar- Darren DeWitt Hitson and Jasmine Burke uh, played Detective Kansas and Detective Ryan. Mm-hmm. We did that and we said, really, you know, do it with some heart and do it with some respect, but be flawed, be human. And we accept that. But, and, you know, when there's a scene, I think it was episode three, where we had one of the boys to run and they stop him and they, and they find him with some, some, some marijuana. Uh-huh. They didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. That was the week that, that happened to George Floyd. Wow. That week. So that, that sensitivity hit a fever pitch. Yeah. You know? And they, they acted as parents. Absolutely. The dynamic of all these characters are beautiful. You can tell they they human. I love that Eric and Erica are thick as thieves, literally. <laughs> literally. Yes. Right. Right. So... So when it comes to police brutality and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, how have you used your platform uh, to help in those situations? We knew that this was an ongoing problem and we wanted to shed on some responsibility in how we project police, how we project mm-hmm. black community could and should be. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of drew that line into, to make sure that, you know, um, these police are real human and, they're going to deal with these people like their community, like their family. And, and that's what happened. And, and again, that week it aired, it was just the contrary in our real world. People resonated with that scene. It was, again, history. And Double Cross broke a lot of amazing records. It wasn't something that we went out to do. You know, it was a very, very small micro budget. And we did it. It's a family-owned business. My sister and I, and I have cousins and, you know, 
on the set and this season too, my father, my children, my wife, everybody's on sets helping out doing COVID compliances. And we really get together like a family owned business to make it happen. We do everything. You know, we write it, we direct it, we produce it, we edit it, we do everything. I do the visual effects on it with my team. Come on. Out, and we deliver it on time, on budget, you know, and even during the second COVID pandemic, uh, there was a lot of challenges uh, that hit us. You know, we walk in and knowing that we have to like face these battles. And, um, and that was a chore within itself. And so we knew that we just had to keep this message going. And it's just the start of a bigger message that we want to talk about. Because since that time, because of this narrative that we've created, we've been blessed with our organizations coming to us and talking to us about bigger issues in human trafficking and the ramification of that, what happens after someone has been accosted and abducted um, and abused for many years, what are they doing? How are they living as adults? You know? And and so, and so like mental health. And so at the end of the day, it creates mental health in in that kind of way um, that we don't see is invisible. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but that's the darkest, what that's the darkest alley to, to go down. And so I think with season two, we started to dive into the darker alley of the life uh, and, and for them to deal with more complex uh, situations, human, you know, that's season two. So that's um, pretty much where we are. You know, um, there's a lot of responsibility that we hold on it. What's happening in our world right now, in our politics and in our churches that are now disbanded and people um, who are facing uh, community anxiety, mm-hmm. you know. We're just hoping that at least our show can pull people together those Thursdays to watch it. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about second season and then what you got going on in the near future. Cool. Dr. Cross and her twin brother, they're all over the news. None of this makes any sense. I know Erica. She wouldn't kill anyone. When I find those twins, I'm going to make them pay. Yeah. I'm not going to sit around and hide. How is it that you escape the tangled webs you weave? Oh, shit. In the car. First you try to get my sister in jail. Then you blackmail her. You cross-siblings? Gorgeous. Both of you are wanted fugitives. I kill people who deserve it. You think you're some superhero or something running around here killing bad guys? I'm taking them all down. You were ambushed. My partner got killed. Love. Such a fickle emotion. Find those twins and kill them. You don't know me, do you? Who are you? I'm Robin Cross. I'm your baby sister. Wow. We're back yeah. with Mr. Gibson, Howard Gibson from Double Cross and Gibson Films in The Lioness. Yo, man, that's a that 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 was a great clip. So yeah. tell us about how y'all got started in the film industry. You know, it, it started many, many years ago, man. You know, it's, uh, I tell everybody, it's, uh, it took us 40 years to make it be an overnight success. Because we started this so long ago. We were kids. Uh, my dad was an avid, uh, uh, enthusiastic uh, filmmaker on the side of his real world. And, but that was his passion that bled into, our, uh, into us. And so, you know, we always had cameras around us, from film cameras to projection to to uh, VHS camcorders given to us. And uh, he showed us how to be filmmakers. You know, we would just watch him film something. And, and I just reflected what my father taught me, you know, 
Uh, and I look at that. I look at who we are. My mom is a storyteller. My dad's a storyteller. And that shines into my sister. And we balance in exactly that same equal way. You know, it's kind of the wonder twins, really and truly. You know, I, I let her shape the way she shapes and I form the way I'm going to form. And we go like this, you know. And so uh, we, we started, we did independent films when we were kids. You know, a lot of short films, edited them together. And we would like show the family family reunions, everybody would see the shorts and picnics. They come over and say, oh, let's watch Dim Gibson films. So this thing is, oh, Dim Gibson's has been like, I'm, I'm 47. I've been doing this since I was seven. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is not even a joke, you know. So <laughs> it is just like we can close our eyes and, and I'll know exactly how she's going to move and she knows how I'm going to move, you know. I know what her super strength is and she knows where mine is, you know. And that's just how we cultivated coming up. And she's my big sister. She's 14 months older. So you can imagine if you have a 14 month older sibling as a girl, she's going to make you do what she wants you to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's how it's always been. How would you want to do that? You know? Because so, I say it. <laughs> and so that's been our ecosystem, you know, along the way. And, you know, and I kind of grew up in my way. And then now she realized, like, okay, Howard, I just did this. What? And that turns into Erica and Erica Cross. Like, so our family and our internal friends, they look at the show and be like, oh, I know what that is. I know what this is. And, I, and you know, and it's fun to, that I have those inside kind of jokes built in that only the, the chosen few wouldn't see it and know, and even names and everything along the way, you know? And it, it's a full circle for me because this is something that we dreamt about. I, I basically took a pause out of the film business from, 2012, I was really despondent on the infrastructure and the sustainability of, of filmmaking and how people could like find some sort of pathway and pipeline to get, you know, technology and pull all those things together with all these mobiles. How can we use these things to really monetize? Okay, I got it, but how can we really make some money out of it? And, you know, and I had to create some sort of pipeline to do it at the highest level, but at the two-string budget. And, and we cultivated that with Double Cross. Sounds like they played hand in hand. So really what God was doing was getting you ready and positioning you for such a time as this. What did it take? Because, you know, I know like you just said, your sister, she's older than you. She kind of tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> What what did it take to, to build that dynamic? Sometimes kids that are close to each other and they they so close that they they're almost they almost don't get along because they're they so almost close. don't listen to each other, right? You yeah, know? yeah. But you know that comes over time. This is thing you know when, when it, you know good things age in time. This yeah. is fine wine between Crystal and I. Come this on, is, this is <laughs> this really what it is. You know, we age well. And, and how to uh, understand each other. But we, we do it for one reason, to make the best product we can make. And so yeah. we don't have any of those kind of beefs at all. I mean, it's just like, you know, the blessing is poured into this thing. When I tell you it's so natural, I've been absolutely blessed coming out of Southeast D.C. My dad was, a, you know, just, you know, pushing together. Nothing special that would get me to where I am today. You know, and he gave me that strength and that courage and that confidence. It's all I needed. He put God in the front forefront of that. And I just prayed my way all the way. 
you know, believing that this day will come. And, and we have gone through a gauntlet, I mean, a gauntlet of life. My sister has six kids, you know. I've got four. I've had two strokes, been in a comatose and came out. Yeah, I had a stroke, paralyzed on my left side, you know. And so, and so this is nothing more than a, a miraculous miracle because when I came out of my stroke in 2012, they told me I wasn't done. And I had to believe that. And so that slowed me down and got me out of the entertainment business and start answering the things that made me angry about. And God was like focusing on that. So I focused on, on the financial side, the technology side, the infrastructure, and how to cultivate something that can be sustainable for not only me, but not only for my kids, but for the generation and create not just be rich, but to be wealthy and have wealth inside the family. And it was generational wealth. Now I had to make my parents happy about and excited about what I'm doing. They, they love me. You know, I've done a lot. But, you know, I've never done it when my mom and dad and my sons and my daughters and my kids and my cousins and my old high school buddies on my set. Mm. And I cried every day. Mm. Wow. Incredible. Mm. Look at God. Look at day. God. Mm. Only God can do something like this, brother. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so inspiring. Tell us about your entrepreneurship. You have your own business. I do. I do. I'm, I am very much an entrepreneur over this course of almost you know, 28, 29 years in this business. I've come from being a production assistant and really walked my way up the ranks and understanding the business side. The first 20 years of my life was on the production side of it. Um, but again, it was those things where shape-shifting and technology was taking over, right? So that was hurting my business. And my main business was commercials and music videos. And I was making a heck of a living, you know, young 20s and driving exotic cars. And it got to the point where nobody was preparing me for that and finance and everything. And so that just had to say, okay, I can't lose anymore. You know, God is blessing me, but I'm forgetting that how I got there. I can't celebrate all day, you know, in too long. And, 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 and you know, I'm driving Ferrari for me. You know, I don't know who I'm driving for, but for me, I, you know, so I had to just unlearn some things. Yeah. And, uh, and so all of that, again, it had to push me there. You know, I didn't experience Christmas and, you know, Thanksgiving 2012. You know, I was down all of 2013, down and, and losing it all. And it was just so I could build up this. I could not even imagine mm -hmm. that I had billboards from, you know, in Times Square and Hollywood Boulevard right now in Atlanta down the street and I can ride down the street and my kids and people call me up and say, man, I see these billboards, doc. What? <laughs> you know, and I'm humbled at that point. I'm like, I'm grateful for them to be there because I'm showing you we can do it because mm -hmm. I did it and I'm believing in God to keep me going. And so mm -hmm. you, know, you can't stop it. So going back to your point, I'm, I'm, y'all got me all hyped. Going back to your point, I'm going to tell you, man, because I'm passionate about it. So I have the Level Studio. So we have them Gibsons, my sister and I, but my Level Studio, uh, we do, you know, acceleration programming. We teach kids um, and teach adults, anybody who's willing to learn the, the business now. You know, if you're in school, you went to college last year, guess what? Unlearn everything in the film school business because everything is shaping, shifting right now. It's changing. And I am in the midst of this we are living in a new dynamic when it comes to cinema. You have to do a few things. One, you can't just write a screenplay. 
It's also got to be COVID compliance. You also got to learn how to deal with unions and guilds. You also, you also got to learn how to deal with the, the health department. Now, who's a new division in your life? And, now you, and then you got to learn how to just zone yourself out to even operate. This is a big infrastructure. This is not kids getting the tripod anymore, pointing the camera and shooting. You can't do it. They won't accept it in the streaming. So even if you have a great story, if you don't understand how to design the story, how to execute the story, I don't care how much they like it. If they green light it, they can't get it done if you can't reach your compliance. So these are the things I had to sit back from 2012 to really dig into infrastructure so that this time could happen. Yeah. And when, and when it hit us, when it hit us, we knew what to do. We coming from black cinema. Hmm. Coming from working from limitations. Hmm. Right. We come from, okay, I'm going to do what's in my hand. So where I, there's a will, there's a way. That is, it, it, that's the case. It's always, it's always been the case for black cinema. Wherever yeah. there's, a, there's a way. And we have to yeah. ride through the obstacle. So I'm thankful for that because we weren't going to let anything stop us. In season three, you know, we're not going to let anything stop anything from moving because God has it for us to give back to others. And, and so how we're building them Gibsons and how we're building our infrastructure accelerator I want people to invest in themselves. I'm gonna give it to you. For, I'm gonna give it all to you. I'm gonna give it to you. And it's your decision to go ahead and use this and and take this lesson. This is a real lesson. This is a right now lesson. And it's that altar call to God, kind of like, look, if you want it, what do you want? What Ask do you yourself want? that. And I'm telling you the answer. And if you can't handle it, that's on you. But you deal with God and yourself inside of it because it's here now. And, and I need my people, my soldiers to get up and be ready to go. Understand this, that this film industry is a business. It's not dealing in the thousands or hundreds of thousands. It's dealing in the millions. And now it's our opportunity. We have pipeline with all black. Uh, it's ready to go. This thing is operated by a, a, a black, you know, owner, Bob Johnson. Yeah, yeah from BT. Right. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. I ain't never experienced this before, bro. I've been wow, on wow. That is so dope. Miguel, man, we are proud. And, I mean, we're thankful to have you on the Chromeful Gospel Radio Show, man. So what's coming up on three? Can, can I ask oh, that? Yeah, you know, um, well, what's going to happen up next is going to be our, uh, we're going to focus in on our accelerating our workshops March 5th. So for the public, for the people to connect with us, to learn more about the process and how to get double cross up to where it is now, which is all over the world now. It's just like, it's amazing uh, coming from this. This uh, We want to tell you the story. We want to teach people that, and we want to give you that opportunity pipeline because now not only are we trying to teach, we're not just professors in this thing. We're actually learning by working, you mm -hmm. know? And so we're looking for new talent. You know, uh, we're looking for people in front of the camera. Uh, we're looking for people behind the scene. Uh, and we're going to teach them not only to be on productions, but also how to be a producer, how to uh, line produce, how to look at the studios and deal with studios, how to deal with marketing and campaigns. I mean, really get people nudge in there, really direct. And there's things that you really have to learn. And in order to operate a studio, it's not just you got a good movie and they can give you the budget. 
you know, you got to know how to deal with your schedule G's. What is that? I mean, you really have to learn a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to give you that. Right. If they can focus on it, they, they pray and believe in themselves enough, believe what God has for them and they move forward on it. Guess what's going to happen? Nurse Brian was auditioned for us in DC. That's Nurse Brian now. He is a household name turned into Man, from he's DC. good. Doctor Simpson, <laughs> Nurse Rachel. I mean, I got a whole laundry list of people who came from DC Maryland area where we were from, in front and behind it. Our producers, everyone, for the first time, you know. And now they have the number one top show on the network, streaming network, breaking records across all streaming. How, do, how can people find you? How can they find this opportunity? Um, and, uh, you can find us on Instagram. We, we communicate uh, uh, specifically there on Dem Gibson's Films, at Dem Gibson's Films. Uh, we have announcement there. And as well as our PR is Apostle Verl Howard. Communicate directly. Right. With her, so she has the most. Shout um, out to Apostle. Shout out Apostle. That's right. Love that's right. She, she's my protector and my guidance in many, many years, for many decades now. Um, and so she's the guiding force behind that. She's just going to unleash me, you know, and Crystal to, to, to y'all. We're going to answer the questions y'all need to get answered. My Amen. mama said a long time ago, uh, Howard, find yourself something that you can find making money when you sleep. And I'm just like, thank you, mom. She's still alive to see this today. And we're making money when we sleep, you know. Thank Lord you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So, uh, All right. season two is over. We'll see you on season season three. Amen. Double cross. Lord Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you All for right. being on the show, man. Appreciate it, Be man. blessed. Appreciate it. All yeah. right. All right. God bless you. Yeah. All right. All right. Glory to God.